97.1 FM 3MDR. This is The Dotted Line. Jamie from Firetail joins me. Hey, Jamie. G'day. How you going? I'm good, thank you very much. Firetail, fantastic sound that you guys get. How many in the band? How the hell do you get such a big sound? Oh, cheers. So it's a six-piece band of core members. Um, but what we do, we, we're getting guest, guest vocalists or um, guest musicians sometimes to just sort of uh, join, the, join the lineup and add their, add their little personal touches. And that way, that helps us keep, keep the sound fresh because we tend to write music based around the, our guest performer that we have coming. So that keeps the music sort of changing all the time and, yeah, keeps the sound uh, evolving. Interesting. So you, you actually know, uh, like you've lined up a guest artist to come, so you actually focus the songs around that guest artist. Uh, basically, it's sort of like we meet halfway. How it has been working is for this current EP, which we're about to release, right now actually we're neck deep into the second EP, so that's where my mind is. <laughs> but to think back to this first EP, which we, which we haven't actually released yet, which is still coming out. On this first one, we worked with two, two guest vocalists, uh, Emily Bennett and Christy McCracken, who goes by the artist name Miwa. Basically, how it worked working with those two was I was uh, put onto them by some friends because I was sort of saying, I'm looking for people to, to feature on this album. So they were both suggested to me. And they're both, um, as I'm sure that you've heard, very different artists in their own right, like very different styles of singing and very different ways of approaching music. So I went out and saw them perform and got an idea of, you know, who they were and what they did. And then the band, we, we got together, we wrote tunes sort of based on their vocal styles. And then we, we presented the tunes to them and they just came and, um, and just laid down their vocals on top. And yeah. Uh, tell me about the bamboo track first. Actually, Christy, I met, I met her at at Meredith. I was there um, just as a punter. Yeah, she was with a group of our friends, and I met her and um, I ended up. I, I actually, so I'm a hairdresser, and I actually ended up working on her hair. Funnily enough, as you do, and, um, as you do, and that's when we started talking about music. Um, as she was sitting in my chair and I was playing her my music, which I do to all my customers. I force them to listen to my stuff. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's a great way to have a captive audience when they're stuck in the chair. Yep. Um, so we were talking about music and then she showed me her stuff and I just fell in love with it straight away. She had such a beautiful voice. So that's how we met. Uh, the actual tune itself, um, the, the bare bones of the tune actually came just from an improvisation that the band created whilst performing live at this bar called Miss Moses in Brunswick. Uh, live, we play in, uh, usually just uh, instrumentally, and a part of, of our performances is usually a big chunk of just improvising, making stuff up on the spot, making tunes up on the spot. So Bamboo, uh, the main sort of vibe of that tune, I suppose, uh, was, yeah, it was just an on-the-spot improv, which we... I could tell straight away as soon as we were in the in, in the middle of it. I was like, "Oh, this is actually pretty good." I'm gonna have to try to remember this.
This is the dotted line, 97.1 FM. I'm chatting to Jamie from Firetail. Uh, how do I find your music? How do I find the CP? So the best way to find it would be to go to Bandcamp. We have um, our Bandcamp site up there, if you, if you look under Firetail. Otherwise, you can go to Facebook. You can send us a direct message if you want and um, just, just chat with us like that. When will the EP be available? So it should be uh, ready in about six weeks. We haven't quite set a date yet. I'm just waiting. We're getting a 10-inch vinyl cut for the EP release. Oh, nice. So we're, talk- we're waiting for that to come through. But what you can get now, if you do want to get your hands on some vinyl, we actually had some exciting news yesterday. So we had 30 copies of a 7-inch arrive yesterday uh, for Bamboo. So on the A side is Bamboo, and on the on the flip side is a, a remix from a producer called Print Tempo. He's done a really great remix of Bamboo. And these vinyls, they're, they're transparent square vinyl, which I've never seen before. But um, they, they look great. I'm not sure who thought of square vinyl, but it works because it's small and you can still get it on, onto your record player. I'm intrigued. I had visions then of the needle going at 90 degrees as you hit the corners, but uh, <laughs> That's right. I don't think so. We've actually been waiting for this to arrive in the post for months now. It was supposed to come a few months ago when the single was released, but the label that we've signed up to is this label called We Grow Wax, and they're based in Ireland. The owner of the label, Tom, he's, he, he's just bought himself a vinyl cutter so he's doing all this himself. He, he, he's pressing his own vinyls. Because of the whole COVID situation, he wasn't able to send them over to Australia. They've just arrived. Tell me about the recordings. I'm impressed by the quality of the, the mixing, the recording. Um, Rainbow Room was one that jumped out at me at the just that beginning of the song. There's so much going on in, in that opening. I, th- I can hear rain sticks. I can hear like is just so much. Who did the recording? Who did the, the production? Uh-huh. So we recorded the, um, the tracks in our shed. I used to live in Preston with, um, it was a share house and my flatmate, Eric Parker, he, he was the engineer and, and co-producer of the EP. I've known Eric for many years and we ended up moving in together. And when I moved into this house, to my delight, he had turned a four-car garage in the back into a rehearsal space and a recording studio. Nice. Yep. So that's actually sort of how Firetail really got its legs because all of a sudden I found found myself living in a house with an engineer and a recording studio because I'm no engineer. (laughs) So... I thought to myself, I better make the most of this and I better start a band and get this happening. We've since all moved out of that house. It's been demolished. But Eric... Oh, tra- tragedy. Yeah, exactly. So we'll never get that exact sound again. That's not going to happen. Um, but we are working on the, on the second EP with Eric again. He's he's taken his, his home studio and he's actually moved to the hills. He's moved up way. <laughs> Which uh, just happens to be where the studio that I'm talking to you from is at the moment. There you go. He's right in your neck of the woods. So we managed to um, actually squeeze in a few sessions just on the in-between lockdown periods. So like we got up there to Upway and we've managed to record pretty much everything for this next EP. But yeah, Rainbow Room, so that's actually not, um, that's not 
uh, a, a rain stick that's a, a reverse pedal on, on the bass, ah. which is one of my favorite toys. Right. Yeah. Lovely sound. And that, that tune, actually, that was um, the drummer, Jackie, uh, and I, we were jamming together and we got out my pedal board and we just said, what happens if we turn everything up to 12 and what happens then? And um, that, that sound on Rainbow Room, um, that sort of bubbly, glitchy sound, that's, um, that's produced, I, I, if I just get my finger and slightly, slightly touch the strings with everything turned to maximum, it creates this huge wall of sound. So that's where that came from. So yeah, lots of experimentation went into this EP because living at the studio meant that we didn't have to worry about money or um, time, which you do when you're paying, you know, $600 a day for a studio. There was a whole lot of freedom involved in that. It meant that Eric and I could just wake up in the morning and go out into the shed and spend a whole day just, you know, experimenting with, with effects pedals and running all the sounds, you know, through um, different effects and just tweaking stuff and trying stuff, which might take six hours, which you'd never do if you were paying for that in a studio, but we had the time and the patience and it was really good fun.
This is the dotted line, 97.1 FM, talking to Jamie from Firetail. Tell me about So Skinny. This track features Emily Bennett on the vocals. Man, she just gave a totally wild performance. I think the first time I saw Emily perform was at Bar Open upstairs, and she was performing with two other women, and they were performing in the middle of the room, and it was pretty weird. They were all touching each other and moving and sort of crawling on the floor, so they were like a blob of three humans, and they were all singing and harmonizing together at the same time. And that went on for about half an hour, and the crowd sort of stood around in a circle around them as they writhed and um, sang. And, yeah, I just thought to myself, oh, my God, I need to work with her. Who, who, who is this person? So with So Skinny, we, we had sort of written this, this jazz fusion tune, which features, which features Hong, Dr. Shred. He's, um, he has a, a ripping solo on there. And then there's, a, there's this big, long, free jazz psychedelic section, which we had. So that was the, the tune idea that we had for Emily. I showed her the tune. She rocked up to the studio, to the shed. And see, in comparison with Bamboo and with Miwa singing, Miwa had a very definite idea of what she wanted to do. She had the song written out and she came in and she sang it. And, you know, she did the verses, she did the chorus, she did the backing vocals. And it was like, bam, there you go. Uh, whereas Emily came in and she had, she had ideas, but she did about, uh, about 20 different takes. And every single take was different, different rhythm, different vocal delivery, different words, different. So Eric and I, we had a lot to work with. We had this huge amount of vocals. So that was real uh, fun. We sat down, we got to uh, pick and choose all these little great sound bites that she delivered and sort of Frankenstein them together into that song. And all of that was sort of improvised on the spot. We had no idea that was going to happen. Um, basically we sort of listened back to, to what she sang. Yeah. Just sort of tried to just jump on things in the moment.
worked with a good friend of mine, James Thompson, who is an animator. Before the film clip So Skinny, I, I called him up and I said, oh, James, I just, I just want something really straightforward and simple just so people can sort of, you know, watch as they listen. And I said, but if you do get inspired, then by all means, go for it. And he ended up spending 150 hours and making this mind-blowing animation to go with So Skinny, which could not be more perfect. Uh, he really nailed it. So that has been a, like a really fun process. And we're about to get some merchandise, like some you know T-shirts and bits and pieces made up based on his animations. This is The Dotted Line, chatting to Jamie from Firetail. Cosmic Power, tell me about that track. The title of that track actually came from a little place that we stayed at in Sri Lanka. Uh, it was called Cosmic Power Woody Cottage. I was traveling there with a member of Firetail, Anna Gordon, and my girlfriend and some other friends from the, the Melbourne band, The 7-Ups. So we were traveling through Sri Lanka. We had a really hilarious time over there. That track, that's one of... Um, it's one of those songs that I've had up my sleeve for years and years, and it's never worked in any other band that I've been in. Basically, that's, that's sort of what Firetail is for me. Uh, Firetail is an assortment of tunes that never quite fit anywhere else. I'd bring them up in other bands, and it never quite went right, and I just thought to myself, one day I'll have to start something of my own to get all these, you know, all, all these tunes out. Um, so Cosmic Power uh, features Marcos, um, our guitarist quite heavily. He's by far one of my favorite guitarists to listen to. And I, I, I never get sick of listening to Marcos's sound. We were having a house party and a friend of mine, Chris, a drummer, we were organizing a jam in the lounge room. And he said, Hey, can I bring this, uh, this friend of mine over? He's a guitarist. And I said, sure. So that's how I met him. We were just sort of playing in my lounge room. And as soon as I heard him play, he just blew my mind. Uh, yeah. So he, he, he features quite heavily in that. It's a bit of a slow burner, that one. It's sort of a, yeah, a nice, slow, psychedelic, sludgy, sludgy jam. It seemed like there was quite a bit of keys in that as well. Yes, yeah. So we've got, um, we've got Hong Yang on keys, or as I like to call him, Dr. Shred. He doesn't do too much shredding in that one. He's pretty heavy on the pads, and he can really make an, an atmosphere. Hong I met, I was playing in another group called Tribal Kesh, which was like a Moroccan psychedelic rock outfit. And that's how I met Hong. We were playing together on that. And he is just a jazz monster. He's one of those guys that just knows, you know, 200 jazz standards from the top, from the top of his head. Yeah. That's what we'll do. I'll just play games. I'll, I'll just throw standards at him. He just, he just plays them like that, you know? I mean, Hong, I'll, I'll write a song and Hong will instantly know it better than I do. And then the next time we rehearse, he's telling me what I should be playing. 